0: So back then, this is Show Focus. You thought you got rid of us, didn't you? But no, we're back. Um, a lot has happened in the past, yeah, five, six months. Um feels like it's been an age, but a lot has happened. Um, and so we're going to dedicate this episode to that. Um, we've both been listening to a fair few episodes, but Ewan didn't do his homework about Chernobyl. Um, and so we're going <laughs> to move on to talking about what has happened in that five months and why we've not been putting audio clips on the internet
1: we have been busy and time zones are a thing so uh i have since the last episode i don't know whether I, i i have no idea whether i talked about this so i don't know how much you guys know but so uh since the last episode i have moved to toronto canada um to study film production i think i mentioned this in the second or third episode the cortex episode um but i uh i moved over here to study and also adventure canada um to come live in Toronto which is great fun definitely very very scary the move um was scary uh all went well but like uh, getting everything set up getting banks set up all of that kind of stuff just made uh, life really really busy and then uh the time difference between me and Callum makes recording difficult um as Callum's recording at 11:30 at, at night right now um so yeah it is it's a little difficult to get recording done um but yeah we'll try and do it more
0: yeah we have got a frisbee tournament tomorrow and I got to be up at 6 so this is this is dedication. Toronto looks cool. I've been following your Instagram stories. Um, go on, insert plug there. What underscore you and McIntyre on Instagram?
1: Yes, yes, it is underscore you and McIntyre. I've been doing a bunch of yeah Instagram stories about my little my move and uh, all my little adventures. So if you want to go follow that, go ahead. Um, but yeah, it's Toronto. It's beautiful. Um, it's a it's a very different city to any of the European cities. It's very wide open. Um every street is like a boulevard like they're really really wide or the sidewalks or pavements whatever you call them uh, are really wide um, so it's just a really nice open city and you can drive 10 minutes out of the city and you're into suburbs like it's not very dense it's really quite sort of spread out which is really nice um, and so yeah it is very different uh, to the way that European cities work which I really really like um, it's not it's a grid city as well it's very New York-esque um, with high-rises um, and the grid layout, um, which makes it really, really nice, really easy to navigate. Um, but, yeah, very different to London with its silly, windy streets and buildings in different shapes and sizes everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very different, and I really, really liked one too.
0: looks really nice, but cold, Uh I think winter hit recently, didn't it?
1: Yeah, so probably a couple of weeks ago, it started to get cold. I, almost as soon as I moved here, I went out and bought a thick coat, like a massively winter coat. You just wouldn't wear one at home because you get too hot. Uh, and then thermals and the, like thermal trousers, like the ski trousers, um, ski, uh, like winter boots and all of that kind of, basically any gear you would take to a skiing trip. Um, I bought all of that almost immediately. And I'm so glad I did because winter hit fast as well. Like it wasn't it wasn't a gradual thing. It 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 got cold really really quickly, Um, and then it it sort of dropped to anywhere between minus five and minus sort of twelve, I'd say. Um, So it got really cold really quick, Um, and then we got a bunch of snow. So that was really nice. And then it sort of warmed up a little bit since then. It's about zero degrees now, but uh, yeah, it got really cold
0: we're learning about the weather here and it's just just rain it's not like cold it's like eight degrees and i'm wrapping up all warm like this is freezing but it's nothing i suppose uh compared but um
1: yeah rain rain i really hate like rain is not fun um we had about two so we, we had basically it was sort of 20 degrees then two weeks of like rain and dreariness and then just straight into winter like there was there was no fall involved How have you found the transition to
0: uni? Because for me, the first term was like super easy because they were going over A level stuff, Um, but they like you know obviously me being engineering, it was lots of maths and physics to make sure everyone's on the same page for the first term, and then after that, it ramped up into you know heavy, dense uni stuff. But I wonder if what you're doing is the same.
1: The way that unis work here is really, really, really weird, um, which I just want to quickly go over. So um when you when you start you get here well, you meant to do it beforehand, but I got accepted really really late so you get here and you 've got to enroll in all of your courses so you 've got to pick the courses and basically schedule them yourself so they 'll run each course like three or four times and then you've got to you've got to build your own schedule Oh, so you pick which one you want to do and then for each major so each degree, yes, so for each degree you have a bunch of courses you have to take in first year and second year and third year and fourth year um and then every everything else so you have to basically do 30 credits a year and about 12 of them i think are requirements and then anything else you want to do you, you can do whatever the hell you want um so i this term i'm doing one of the required courses which is a film studies course so i'm doing film production so obviously they made me do a like a basics film studies cl- class which i really don't like uh and then uh, i'm doing a biology introduction course because they wouldn't let me do chemistry because uh, i was really really late so this is my fault um but biology i've actually been really enjoying i didn't take it very level um so it's been pretty challenging and then a uh mathematics and politics course so that's just sort of my that's my stuff i picked for this year and then it's gonna be much heavier next term for like all of my film production stuff um so that that has been good so this term has been much uh it's been not that busy um so yeah but getting used to the sort of the workload and stuff has been has been pretty interesting. Especially as it's a lot of stuff I didn't take for A levels. So I had a midterm this week and then I I have a um a presentation and another midterm soon next week. So basically the way it works is your grade is calculated as an average over the entire year. Yeah. And your homework, your basically everything you submit to get marked, uh is part of that. Oh fair. So um so like your homework will make up like 5% of your overall grade. Okay.
0: It's a little bit similar to ours but we have well, well we have less coursework so ours is entirely examined So you a huge exams in January and July and they're literally 100% of their respective modules. So yeah, gets pretty intense with those.
1: So yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy trying to trying to work out how the whole system works because I had no idea. Um but yeah, it's been it's been pretty good so far. Uh I like all of the lecturers. i got three i got three good lecturers, um, which is really, really good. So uh, enjoying it so far. Um, And then I've been sort of going down to downtown Toronto doing different stuff. I went to Buffer Festival, which is a film festival uh, in town, which I really, really liked. I got to meet a bunch of uh, sort of filmmakers I've uh, watched for a long time. So that was good. Um, and there's just a lot going on in Toronto. Uh, I've met a bunch of people here, um, so I've you know gone down for meals or whatever. Um, it's super convenient to get down there because there's a tube station right near the uni, or actually on campus, um, and it's just a straight line down to downtown. Uh, so that's that's super convenient. Mate, sounds good. But once you get downtown, the uh, the transport is tragic. Oh, it's typical North America, right? So the lines they have are great, but they have three, I think two or three lines for the entire city. Okay and only one of them goes downtown. So if you want to go to the center of downtown, you're great. Yeah, it's not like not like New York where you have hundreds or no, or London. You can't really get around downtown. You can get downtown really easily. That's great. But to get around downtown, like it's just not not great. But it is okay. It runs on time and stuff, so that's fine. It's been it's been great fun. It's been really really difficult to get sort of uh get used to. There's been a bunch of stuff like uh the currency conversion is really weird. Um, remembering that there's a thirteen percent tax on everything you buy that they add on the checkout. Uh which is always interesting. What is the currency conversion? Currency conversion is it's almost two to one uh, for Canadian dollars. Um, pounds to Canadian dollars. Uh which is which is great, so that's fine. Adds the thirteen percent tax when it's twenty percent at home, but it feels worse because they add it at the till, like America. Uh, so I think something like six or seven percent federal, and then six or seven percent um, for Ontario, the province. So yeah, that's fun. Um, so that's why it's that's why they add it at the till. It's not like the whole of Canada. Otherwise, they would just put bacon to the price. Um, so that's that's kind of annoying. Also, uh, everything on campus is more expensive, but whatever. Uh, their minimum wage is fourteen dollars though, which is eight pound fifty. Oh, yeah. So, like, once I get a job, it is sort of eight pound fifty. Actually, that's not that's not amazing. Uh, is it eight pound fifty? I suppose, suppose it's better than here, actually. But yeah, but it, it's it also goes from sixteen. I don't think they have a young person one as well. Oh, I see. Whereas at home, at home, I would have to to get the the proper minimum wage. I'd have to be twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, it it sort of worked out all right. So, uh, what's been going on in your life? I haven't really spoken to you at all. Uh, yeah. So obviously this
0: summer i had basically yeah a month of holiday of which marrakesh was the last one so that's where i edited this show last time on a sunbed in marrakesh that was pretty good um didn't mind editing that one yeah that's great <laughs> uh but yeah and so and then uh, came back to uni had the drama of sorting a house out that again. that just can't be fun i don't look forward to that um and me and a housemate james have gone for like a two-bed flat this time so yeah it's not really student housing and so it was much tougher to get and bigger deposits and all that sort of stuff so that was a stress um but yeah done that very nice flat now which is really good compared to the normal shoddy student housing yeah yeah um so that was good um and then yeah enrolled in my f- fourth and final year of my degree so it's it's really ramping up now it's quite nice in that I've got two projects this year, one of which is a Formula Student car. So we're designing that. Oh, man. It's suspension and chassis. I would love to do that. Yeah. Yes, I would it's love to really do that cool. so much. So my week has been working out, like, tyre data and then the forces through the tyres and then the forces through each suspension member so we can get the right diameter tubing and all that sort of stuff. So, um, Oh,
1: boy, that sounds so interesting. Yeah. It's hard work, but stuff that's
0: cool, yeah. Um, uh, I've also, (laughs) I've also built a model into one of the Sims I have on my PlayStation. So you you can actually (laughs) play with a setup and see how it'd affect the car and that sort of stuff. So that's quite cool.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yeah. And then the other is designing a hospital, which is completely different. Um, so it's more like structural stuff. So that's really cool.
1: Structural as in designing the building or designing like where stuff goes for people flow and all of that stuff. Well, they put you in teams of six or seven
0: where there's uh a couple of architects one structural one electrical one mechanical and then they'd be like do it all so the architects design like a basic you know idea of what goes where and the look of the building and the structural put the structural stuff in and then i've been doing a lot of the electrical because we haven't got an electrical person on ours um and then also like modeling how
1: you heat and cool each room and all that sort of stuff so it's completely different to anything i've ever done before but sounds like a Difficult, but also really interesting project. Sounds like a great thing to do. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, and it means I've only got two exams two.
0: in January, which is really good compared to what I normally have. So, I so on a side note, i had been playing a
1: lot of the Formula One 2019 game. Have you been playing it
0: on your laptop? I did not know if you
1: had. I've been playing the 2015. I have yet to buy the 2019 um But yes, same. So I got through to the third round of qualifying for esports the other day. <laughs> oh, I saw that going on. Yeah, I didn't know you were involved in it, but yeah. Yeah, well, they just like open it up to online
0: lobbies, and so I was like, well, yeah, okay. Like instead of just racing normal noobs across the internet, like give that a go. I'll give this a go. <laughs> yeah, I got through the first one. I was like, okay, like. Maybe it's an easy way in. And then second one was like, Oh, okay. And then I got through to the third round and missed out by one and a half seconds or something over a, a well, hour and a half race or whatever it was. Oh,
1: hour and a half race. Oh, I thought you meant a lap.
0: I know the last one no, actually the last one the last one was forty five minutes. Actually it was shorter, but yeah, I missed by a second and a half.
1: That's not that's not bad over a forty five lap race or whatever.
0: Getting very nerdy. Sorry, switching on to um a podcast we've been listening to, this may not appeal to everyone, but um it's Good general chat that's vaguely related to the show we do, but yes, you b- have you been listening to WTF1? I think I texted you about this a little while ago.
1: Oh, yes, yes, I have. I didn't know we were going to talk about this.
0: Well, I've been listening, well, I've basically worked my entire way through the whole back catalogue because I loved it so much. But
1: it's so good,
0: yeah. WTF1 is they three guys and a girl who kind of rotate through. There's always three on the show, but it depends who, who you get on each show. Um, but they go over uh after the race so obviously f1 race every weekend or so or every other weekend um so they do friday saturday you know friday practice saturday qualifying sunday race and then these guys do it on monday and talk talk about the race and kind of reflect on it after that um and i really like it uh and so you know they're really funny very knowledgeable about it they kind of have a bit of bit of banter about uh each race um and have some really good segments and yeah it's just generally a really well put together show um, and it was one of the first sports podcasts I've listened to so that was quite interesting to go from you know our usual remit of either <laughs> crime like serial or something or um, general chit chat shows or tech shows like this was kind of another avenue to go down sports shows so that that was really good Um yeah and so they do like a couple of really good segments well one they do like three word race reviews so they each say three words and they talk about what happened in the race um and how they do it that way but they have a really good segment don't you and i think you text me about it oh
1: well ABCDEF
0: one yeah ABCDEF one uh where they go through every driver and rank them a b c d e or f um and so kind of have general chit chat about that as well um which was really good so yeah i've been listening to a lot of that show
1: it's very good if you know f1 and you know the history and sort of like because they they bring up different races from the past and stuff um which is brilliant uh so yeah it's it's very nerdy but also very good and I, I love it
0: um they also do the that time when show which is where they like go back into the archives and talk about funny stories about i listened to one today and this is why i sent that race to you earlier. Eon. Was they did a podcast about that time when only three cars finished? So twenty four cars started. Basically, they all dropped like flies to the point where only three finished the race. And then I went back and watched the race, and it was so good. I
1: hadn't, I hadn't realized it was only three that I hadn't realized it was only three that finished. I knew it wasn't very many. So the whole race from it was Monaco,
0: nineteen ninety six, and I, yeah, they. The whole video was just on YouTube, so I sent it over. It
1: was so it, so Monaco. If you, it's the it's the one F one race that everyone knows about, right? It's a street circuit in the in the massively rich town of uh, Monaco, right? So it's on this bay, and it's it's iconic. Monte Carlo. The problem with the problem with Monaco is that it is very very tight. It's a street circuit um, with these actually quite wide F one cars. And so no one can get past anyone else. And also it's a very slow circuit and it's very technical, right? And so add that to it also raining. Uh, people were sliding into walls left, right and center and also taking each other out, constantly trying to get past. Yeah. Um, Which, <laughs> which was really interesting. Um, And as Cam said, people just... So uh, Michael Schumacher, who was really dominating at the time, just went into the wall in like the first lap. Um and then just all of the race winners were just going into the wall um uh after that, dropping like flies, which was really, really, really fun. Um, did you like the bit where um uh Eddie Irvine
0: spun round he basically he crashed his car and ended up facing the wrong way. So he tried to do a spin turn which is where they sort of light up the rear wheels to spin them to get the car spinning round. And then at that point two other cars come around a corner completely blind and plow into the back of him. Um <laughs> like just absolute carnage like that they
1: all sat there none of yeah. them have moved in this queue with like one wedged into the back of the next one three in a row which was really quite funny
0: um but yeah anyway kind of you know the podcast brings up those those funny stories and they talk about those um and there was another one i listened to today which is where back in the 50s one of the the racing driver who's winning the championship at the time got kidnapped before the race <laughs> what? By some like rebels who were like trying to overthrow the government <laughs> and were kicking off basically the government had hosted this f1 race to like get people to come to the country and raise exposure and all sorts sort um. of stuff rebels didn't like it and so they thought how can we put an end to this they just kidnapped the number one driver um oh boy like imagine you know you go to bahrain for a race and then lewis hamilton gets kidnapped like
1: what <laughs> that would be oh boy oh boy that's pretty funny yeah so they pull up these races out the archives and talk about them oh yeah i've been watching so um f1 tv you can pay like 20 pound a year or something and they have an archive of like a few races a year since like the 26 uh no, since like 1960s um so i've been going back and then they have like recommendations for just like races throughout history I mean, i've been watching a bunch of those uh which has been great yeah whenever they they haven't got an actual race on i always watch one back from like 2010 yeah 20 uh 2010 Canada and 2011 Canada were both brilliant um and uh I've been going back to like the 90s as you said um and then there's also like the Nicky Laude era as well um so yeah there's there's all sorts of yeah um but yeah just to
0: finish touching on F1 is uh, what I really liked about this show is that i I really like f1 and i like watching it on telly but the reason i stopped watching it for a long period of time is that what i find fascinating is that all their cars are so incredible such feats of engineering and yet on sky coverage they don't talk about the cars they're like oh well this one's quicker than this one but they talk about the racing and the drivers and all that sort of stuff but nothing about the actual technology and the engineering that goes into it and that's what i think draws a lot of people to it is like wow they've made these cars and they're really cool um whereas what i liked about this podcast was they they go into that and talk about it and you know there's a couple of guys on there who are um stoffel dan thorne uh who is who who really knows his stuff um so yeah it it was good to you know i kind of
1: noticed a gap and the podcast kind of filled that which was really nice so um uh yeah i've i've watched f1 for a really long time now um and it's just really nice to find a podcast of people who uh who know a lot more about it than you do know a lot more about the technical side than you do, um and sort of get to listen to their opinions which i really which I really really like and there's sort of inside jokes and it's quite funny uh which is great as well Go on then back to life stuff um suppose it's
0: my turn it, it is uh I don't, I don't know if everyone listened to the cortex episode um which was episode two I believe. One of our favourite shows. Still, go listen to that. If you are at all, um, like, well, particularly if you're self-employed, but, you know, they're very, very inspiring for how people get work done and that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah, really good show. Go listen to it. Um, or listen to our episode too. Um, but yeah, on there, CGP Grey always comes up with code names for things. Um, and so I felt I needed to do something. Uh, in that, uh, last month, we, me and my girlfriend went to Paris and we got engaged. So I've spent three months planning that um and so that's been lots of fun very tense loads of stuff I had to learn about rings and all that sort of stuff so um that was all very interesting but of course I had to bury it all in my phone because then I was on my phone quite a lot um and so <laughs> stuck it under a typical cgp gray code name um and i'd think of project something uh and i went with project taurus uh, and Taurus is like the mathematical name for the shape that is a ring. Um, and so I was quite proud of that one. That was quite fun. So, um, yeah, named it Project Taurus. Um, and then, yeah, had to do lots of groundwork to, well, lots of social engineering anyway, to get her in the right place at the right time without suspecting it and buying a ring. And then we went up the Arc de Triomphe the day before and the security guard found it in my bag. But luckily Emma had gone around the corner. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, what's this tucked away in this little corner? I was like, it's a ring, mate. Like, calm it. And he's like, he suddenly realised, like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, and put it back. Um, but luckily Emma didn't realise, so that was good. Um, but yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, it was Paris. It was threatening to rain, which was stressing me out. Oh, um, yes. And obviously, like, you know, lots of planning goes into that sort of thing. And it was it's very tense. And you were like, oh, no, is it going to rain? Is it going to ruin it? I've, you know if I've done this right, if I've done that right. Um, but anyway, yeah, all went to plan. She was very surprised. Um, that was very good, but, um, yeah, then went up, went out for dinner. Uh, we spent a day, well, spent a couple of hours in one day going around Paris in, uh, two CV. Uh, that was really cool. Bright yellow two CV. And there's like a tour guide and he takes you around. That looked incredible. Um, yeah. And that was really cool going down the side streets and stuff. Um, then, that 2CV, like, you could tell it only had two horsepower. Uh, uh, Dershevo, two horsepower is what it stands for. But, um, yeah, a little V-twin engine, and he had to rev the hell out of it to go anywhere. Uh, and it only had four gears. But what was really weird was first was left and back rather than left and forwards and stuff like that, I noticed, And it was proper wobbly whenever you got in, the whole thing rocked over. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a very cool little car, and loads of French people stopped him on the side of the street and was like, wanted to chat to uh. about it. So, um, yeah, they loved it.
1: It's like a motorbike on on three or four wheels. I don't know how many it's got. Four wheels, yeah, literally is. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, did you go around the Arc de Triomphe roundabout? Because I would feel like you feel like you're going to die going around that roundabout in a car. Yeah. Well, yeah. i the Arc de Triomphe is on that roundabout, so we
0: went up it, and you could kind of see the carnage evolving, and then one. Um, a taxi broke down in the middle and just stuck his hazards on and everyone drove around it. And just carried, carried on as if it wasn't That's there. That's very French, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so we were chatting to the guy. Sorry if I offend any French people here, but like we were chatting to the guy in the, in the TCV and he was like, yeah, we don't have lanes here in Paris. We don't need them. And we're like, yeah, mate, you do. Like
1: this is carnage. Very much do, especially as the Arc de Triomphe roundabout, right? It's an incredibly like traffic heavy roundabout, obviously because it's the Arc de Triomphe, right? And it's these cobbled streets, and it's probably six lanes, right? You don't know because there's no lane markings, but it's like it's eight s- lanes wide. Eight lanes wide, right? Round in a in a roundabout. I think I think the Americans would just die going around that thing. So. Go, yeah, it's like eight eight lanes wide with no lane markings. And so it is just crazy. People trying to move across and cut in front of each other. And then there's buses going around so you can't see anything. And it, it, yeah, I just wouldn't want to drive it. And they always say, oh, we don't need the road markings. But yeah, they do because they just all crawl round at five mile an hour. Like
0: that's that's what they do. The buses just sort of crawl onto that roundabout to, to not hit anything. And so you're like, yeah, mate, you could really do with...
1: you could be You could be going five times faster if you had lane markings. Yeah, but
0: yeah, Paris was amazing. Loved it. Um, went down Champs Elysees and stuff, which I'd seen from the Tour de France and all that sort of stuff, which was really good. Um, oh, we went to some really cool um, speakeasy bars, uh, which are like little bars that are disguised as other things. I don't know. Like, we went to one in Edinburgh that was um, supposed to be a barber shop, but anyway, there was one in um, there was one in Paris where you go up to this laundrette and there's a guy on the door and you go in um and it, it was a bit weird like he kind of looked at you in a weird way and then you press this one button on this specific uh like laundry machine and then a door opens <laughs> like the laundry machine kind of it, it's disguised <laughs> and then this whole door comes open you go upstairs and there's like a, a bar up there um really cute little bar with really fancy drinks and stuff so that was really sounds cool. incredible um i was a bit surprised by that so that was that
1: sounds amazing
0: yeah it's really cool paris was awesome i love that you put in this document here you and jump ship on the uk as brexit as brexit looms I love that <laughs> you're like i'm out of here
1: <laughs> yes so it's like yeah, I was. Uh, it was meant to happen in, like, March. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Just as I'm about to pay my tuition, right? As the pound plummets, that would be great fun. Um, but, yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brexit is this whole thing. Like, no one knows what's happening. Honestly, it's a mess. I don't think even the politicians know what's happening. And I managed to get out of the UK just in time. Yeah, see ya. Um,
0: yeah. Anyway, in the last episode we mentioned. Sorry, moving on. Um, in the last episode we mentioned shag, married, annoyed. Have you listened to that? Did we,
1: honestly, I don't remember the last episode. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to bring me up on this one.
0: Uh, I have no idea. You put it in this note. You put it in the notes here. I'm curious about this one. Yeah, I'm. I put, I'm curious about it because I have no idea what it is. Oh, okay. All right, I'll explain that one. So. um... Emma introduced me to this podcast, and we always listen to it because it's a good sort of happy medium for them in the car or whatever. Um, so on the way to Paris, we listen to it together. But um, it's by Chris Ramsey, who is a comedian uh, here in the UK. He's on uh, lots of stuff, like with the Apollo Mock the Week. You would definitely recognise him, um, and he, him and his wife do a podcast, uh, and she is also absolutely hysterical um and so they yeah they do a podcast together which is really really funny um which we listen to a lot but they've got some really cool segments like uh there's one so like, watch your beef uh, and they both have to uh <laughs> they both bring one thing that annoys annoys them about the other one uh like in their marriage and it'll be really silly stupid stuff um and yeah so they always really <laughs> they always do that like this time she was, always gets really annoyed that he always tries to carry her bags when actually uh, she wants to carry her own bags or whatever. And then often in public, apparently he walks ahead as if like he <laughs> doesn't want to be seen with them. And she's like, oh, this is my beef. <laughs> and they chat about it and sort of go back and forth about it. So that's always really funny. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like a Michael McIntyre sketch, but you've got both of them there. Like, it really is like that um so yeah that's really funny and then they have like yeah if both of them are funny and they can play out yeah it. and they both have like questions from the public and stuff and so that's like 50 minutes long um and again they've done the typical um chris moyle's thing where they haven't got a sponsor so they do a fake sponsor uh each week uh and so that's that's quite funny um and so they pick something around Oh, that, that's good this week's lucrative sponsor <laughs> uh, and then they talk about that so yeah, that's a really good one. It's super chilled out. It made its way from absolutely nothing to top in the comedy charts in about three weeks. Um, so I don't know why, oh, wow. ha- how they haven't got a sponsor. But anyway, um, must be holding
1: out for loads of money. I don't know. Um, so yeah, they that's that's quite big. Or, may- or maybe it's just a structural. Maybe it's just a choice. Like um, do by Friday, just do it by a Patreon rather than having.
0: Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Um, but they always moan about the fact that they haven't got a sponsor, which is.
1: Oh, okay, if they're actually saying they don't have a sponsor, yeah. then yeah, they're probably. Out. Um,
0: so yeah, Chris Ramsey as well. Now has kind of gone up because he's he's on Strictly this year, and so they always banter about that as well, um, in in the show. So that, oh, that's really good. Nice. But yeah, go listen to that. It is well funny. Um, so, yeah.
1: I will. I've completely forgotten about it, so I will do yeah, that. It's very good. I had some follow up from the Cortex episode. So um I have been listening to actually yes from was it from the Cortex episode I think it was. Uh, it has been too long now it's been like in, uh 8 no 11 months since we started this show. I don't really remember 11 episodes in 11 months. <laughs> and we thought it was going to be weekly. Oh boy. Nailed yeah out. that's tragic. I mean it's of uh, yeah, it's of average once a month, which isn't too bad if you don't look at the gaps. Between yeah, sometimes
0: it. it's a week, sometimes it's two months. Yeah,
1: we need to sort that out. Anyway, um, follow up from the Cortex episode. We talked about uh, what we can do whilst working. As in, like, can we listen to podcasts or can we listen to music? What podcasts? what music, right? Oh, yes. Uh, And we talked about that, right? And about how I can listen to podcasts and you can't, right? I think that was how it how it went yeah. how it went down. Uh, but since then, uh, Hello Internet has been talking, which has CGP Grey is the common factor between those two shows. Uh, has been talking about uh, they've been talking about subvocalization and when you read, do you read it to yourself in your head? Like, is there yeah. a voice reading out those words that you're reading in your head? So do right? you do that? And what I want to know is,
0: no. Okay, I don't either. I think were you thinking that I couldn't listen to that and read because I'm reading it already in my head? Is that is that what you were thinking?
1: So so my thought was if you're if you're reading it and you're reading those words to yourself yeah. And then also you're trying to compute other words going on, right? That is going to be incredibly difficult because you've got a you're you're effectively reading the words that are coming in through your ears to yourself and you're also reading the words on your screen to yourself, right? Yeah. In your head. And you kinda of have those two voices going on at once. Whereas if you don't subvocalize, if you read it this is by the way, this is just a this is a hunch. I have no idea. This I don't know the science behind this. Uh but if you if you read it without reading it to yourself, I think you're more likely to be able to listen to podcasts whilst working because those those two things will be less conflicting. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, but also today,
0: like, um, I got these new, like, Philips Hue lights and I had a podcast on in my, on my AirPods. And I had to pause the podcast because I couldn't listen to that and think about that at the same time. And that wasn't even particularly, like, you know, computer heavy in my head so i think i just i just genuinely maybe it's a male stereotype but i I can't think about two things at once and so music going on in the background you don't really have to think about it. it kind of you know sort of entertains your you know your subconscious rather than yeah than actually distracting you so i think yeah i'm just not very good at focusing at two things at once maybe you are um but yeah, I don't sub-vocalise. I always found that really weird when they talk about that in cortex, because I'm like, w- "What do you mean? You read it to yourself in your head?" I, yeah, I just think about the word.
1: Yeah, I I only ever do it when I think about it, right? So I I uh, yeah, I don't I don't read it to myself in my head until I think about reading it to myself in my head, and then I start reading it to myself in my head because I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's 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 really weird, um, but yes, I don't. Which is, I just thought. Maybe you do uh, because you can't do both at the same time and maybe that there might be a correlation there, but we shall see. Guys, uh, please like message me on Instagram or something and let me know, do you sub-vocalize and can you listen to podcasts slash music whilst doing work? I want to know if there's a correlation between those two. Is, it, is there a correlation? So what I want to know, yeah, there, I want those two things. I might do a poll on my Instagram stories or something. Actually, I will do that. The day this goes out, I want to know, do you sub vocalize as in do you read yourself when you're reading words on this uh, like reading a book do you read those words to yourself and can you do work whilst listening to podcasts i want to know those two things and i'll do a poll and see if there's a correlation between those two things because i really want to know that would be really cool yes so that, that was that was just a, a thought i had and i wanted to know yeah
0: you got something down here as well then going back to canada then What's this with Canada
1: and alcohol? So, I have a little story. Okay, you probably you can probably think where this is going. So, I uh, I wanted to get beers, right? Because I'm I can I can I'm 19. So the drinking age in in Canada is 19, and I'm 19. So yeah, I can get that. I can get alcohol in Canada, right? So and I also needed an Xbox controller, right? Because I forgot to bring one with me, and I wanted to play F1. So I needed these two things, and I was like, where would have both of those things, right? Walmart would make sense, wouldn't it? So I skate all the way down to Walmart. Uh it takes me probably half an hour because it's actually quite a long way. Uh, and then I get there, and I go and get my sports controller. They're super expensive or whatever. And then I then go to find this here beer. Walmart, being double the size of Asda at home, like a gigantic, doesn't have an alcohol. Like- what? Yeah. So most, like, 90% of supermarkets bar, like, one supermarket I found, and I can't remember the name of it. Any Canadian friends will have to let me know. Uh, Yeah. uh, Basically, alcohol is only sold in liquor stores.
0: So you have to be, like, an off-license or something.
1: Yes, but there's not very many of them. There's, like, two brands that can sell alcohol in in Canada. Oh. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, like, you can get it at, like, bars and stuff, but to actually, like, buy alcohol in bottles or whatever actually very few places to sell it Uh, (laughs) which i found really really weird coming from the uk where just about every shop you can go into has an alcohol license
0: yeah because that's what okay so i was chatting to my friend lucas from frisbee and he said um like canada is a very different culture for that sort of thing like the uk and european cities in general kind of evolve a lot around convenience like if a store is legally allowed to be open, it will be. And there is always one around the corner and you can always get basically everything you want. Whereas he always said, like people always treated it as if like you planned to go to the supermarket to get different things or whatever. whatever. Um, he said it was very different in that respect. He was so used to, well, conditioned to being in Cardiff and having whatever you like, whenever you like, being able to do what you want at whatever time um yeah like it's completely different out there they have like much shorter working hours for that sort of stuff um yeah that's what he said when
1: yeah um yeah yeah he's absolutely right <laughs> everything closes at like six or seven o'clock it, it, mm. and there's very few 24 hour sort of amenities so uh even uh tesco's in son sister uh which is a very small town near where we live in the uk um is 24 hour whereas like the massive walmart near me is not and that i just found that incredibly interesting um and also everything on campus closes really early uh the bar slash pub thing uh on campus closes at like seven o'clock on a friday night and i still have no idea why
0: what like even the libraries? And our stuff? libraries
1: are open like till like two a.m. But that's that's different. But yeah, a lot of the shops and stuff close really early. Because all
0: our libraries are like twenty four hours. Because people pull overnights all the time.
1: Yeah, ours are. I think. And there's one massive one. So there's one that is seven stories. I think. Um, and I think that one is open basically twenty four hours. And in I know it is twenty four hours in um in exam periods. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So. And then there's the thing, there's a couple cafes nearby that are 24 hours during exams. But yeah, they just close really early, which I found really strange. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Fair. Um, anyway, last segment. I haven't told you about this one. Well, you know it's coming. But uh, is Corporate Compensation Corner.
1: Oh, I completely. We meant to do this like three months ago, right? But I completely like it's been so long. Yes, please tell me about this. I need to know corporate compensation corner. Actually, let me give the background to corporate compensation corner, right? So corporate compensation corner, if you didn't listen to our Hello Internet episode, is a segment on Hello Internet about uh compensation from delays on aeroplanes, which sounds really boring, but they do it really, really, really well and it's quite funny. And it sounds like kind of has a story from being stuck in a runway, which I really wanna know. So go ahead. Um right, so this this is a multi part
0: story um of which i'll doing in chronological or- order uh first of which being um i a little while ago what about 6 months ago it was revision period and for a long time i've had like a couple of issues with my back like just like back pain and stuff um, and then got to revision period and got really bad because obviously bad posture and hunching over books or whatever, working long hours doing that sort of stuff. Um, and so I, we at work very nicely actually, uh, which is kind of rare in the UK. But anyway, we have private health insurance and so like health cover and that sort of stuff. Um, and so it's uh, yeah, it's with a particular company. You call them, they do like a <laughs> a webcam GP thing appointment. Um, anyway spoke to this GP very good she referred me to this chiropractor who was in Cardiff um, and said yeah call these guys book an appointment and they'll sort it out for you Um, and then sort of that company the insurance company pays for it once you've done it Um, so I book an appointment go along have first appointment always fine guys like yeah we can fix this this is fine but yeah your back is bad I'm glad you came Um, and Then I kind of thought nothing of it. I left the appointment and she was like, okay, so £145, please. And I was like, no. uh, You know, my health insurance pay. They told me not to pay. Uh, And she was like, "Uh, okay, well, they haven't. So, you know, kind of called them. And it turns out that the chiropractor you see had to be registered with that particular health company, of which this one wasn't because I wasn't told. Um, And so... I thought it was kind of like the practice in general, like the chiropractic business was registered with this company. Try not to say the name here. Um, And then, but no, it turns out it's the actual chiropractor. But it's a husband and wife run business and both of them were on maternity slash paternity. So neither were there. So no one from this company could see me. So I was like, oh, for goodness sake. So I called them up and be like, look, like... I have health insurance with you. Why am I having to pay for this? I didn't... You didn't tell me I had to book with a certain person. And they're like, oh, we're really sorry. Would you like to raise a complaint? And I was like, well, I hate to be that guy, but yeah. Like, I don't have to pay... You know, I'm happy to pay this money. Like, this guy's worked and I don't want him to not get paid. But, you know, kind of felt a bit hard done by in that I came here because you told me to. Um. Anyway, I'm sounding very like a... I want to speak to the manager guy now. But anyway... um. Uh. They called me back two days later and said, we listened to the audio recordings and you're right. So here is £300 in compensation ah. and we've paid for the company and your appointment. And so I was like, oh, wow, completely not expecting it. Nice. So they're like, sorry, because you've had to be in pain for two weeks because, yeah, I had to book an appointment at another place two weeks later. So that was pretty cool. And so with that money, um, we, me and Emma went to Edinburgh in June, um which was lots of fun, and Edinburgh is yeah is either about a ten hour drive or about a forty five minute flight, so I thought that we... was a weird place to go, yeah, yeah, but Edinburgh is really nice, um and so wanted to go see it, and they've got loads of cool food places anyway um and so we got a flight from Birmingham on this teeny little plane, teeny little prop plane, and we were queuing in Birmingham Airport to get on this plane um having got up at 3 a.m i think the flight was 7 a.m um and then obviously flight was delayed uh and so uh, uh we were sat in you know this in the airport chilling and then flight was delayed by you know everyone's been there by one hour by one and a half hours by two hours and then we finally got on this plane and they're like okay fl- flight's ready to board um and then they get we get on the plane, uh, and we all sit down, all take our seats, load up our luggage, and then the pilot comes on the radio being like, Oh, we've got this issue with one of the instruments in the cockpit. We can't leave until we fix it. So like, we're gonna try and fix it. Try to keep everyone calm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh we like, say, Oh, we can fix it. Oh, it's working, oh now it's not working, okay, let's try and fix this. Uh kept going back on the radio, back up, you know. And once there, it's like, once they
1: say it's working and then it isn't working, you go. They don't know when it's working, and you do not want to be on that flight because if it's gone from working to not working, how come it doesn't happen when you're in the air when you can't just bail? So you're like, yeah, I don't feel so great.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and so then they this this plane was like in the middle of. It's actually called an apron, I found out. But it's the big concrete area with all the planes on. But it wasn't one of the ones that was immediately by the terminal. You had to get a bus to it. So we all get back on the bus we came on. And then the bus literally drives 20 yards to the next plane. And then hops you all off. And this was an identical plane. We all get on the plane. And the guy's like, okay, we've done all our pre-flight checks. And it's all sorted. And that thing is working. It's just three hours in by now. Um, And then... (laughs) uh He's like, but we've all hit our working limit. We can't work any longer without a break, and so they had to like swap air hostess people, hosts and hostess. It happens to be all hostesses, but anyway, had to swap all of these people over, and they're like, we legally can't fly this because by the time we need to get to Edinburgh, we're hitting laws on how long we've been flying without a break or what all, something something like that. Anyway, um so they're like, okay, so they managed just to organise someone else to fly our plane we were all sat on this plane for ages Fort- 45 minute flight but we were sat on the plane for like nearly an hour and 45 minutes yeah and so we finally <laughs> finally get up in the air They're like oh we're going to try and organize uh you know some free drinks and snacks for you all um because you know it's been it's been ages um and <laughs> basically the flight wasn't long enough to get the lady with a trolley from one end of the from one end of the plane to the other. And so she was kind of just chucking drinks and snacks at everyone. Um lovely Scottish lady and she was being Yeah, she was just like, are just sort of chucking stuff. Uh and it was great. But everyone kind of clocked. Once we were on the bus to get on the other plane, um everyone kind of clocked that this whole the EU have to pay you compensation if your flight is delayed past three hours. So it got to 2 hours 45 minutes and we're like actually we can hang on here because we might get some money back against our flight. bearing in mind the flight was 120 quid for both of us. Um they contacted us. It took months and months and months. Um but they basically gave us double the cost of the flight back each. So it's like 250 euros or something like that each.
1: Oh nice. And so that's what paid for us to yep. go to
0: Paris. Um
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, two lots of compensation. <laughs> so, uh
1: so two trips
0: were paid by corporate compensation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was flipping amazing. So yeah, when we went to Paris we only had we only had to pay for like spending money in trip you know, like you know, food and stuff. Um because the flights in the hotel were paid for by the previous trip, which was paid for by the previous trip to the chiropractor. <laughs>
1: oh, well think my compensation That's quarter was
0: so actually better funny. than braiding.
1: that was so many layers so many layers that is incredible i have back to the like two short flight thing on the way back from ireland for para video last year we all went this year together but uh last year me and dad went and on the way back we were in we were in business class because i think dad got it with points with ba or something um so yeah dad got like an upgrade or something with ba and so we were in business class and they give you food on a hour and five minutes, or hour and 15 minutes flight record. Right. It's a really, really short flight. Um, It was London Heathrow to Dublin. Right. So it's really, really short. And uh, we were descending while I still had a sandwich in my hand. <laughs> like they give me like a panini, I think it was. So they literally just took my plate and were like, right, you're just going to have to hold it, mate. <laughs> because <laughs> i had to put my tray <laughs> back up again while we were descending <laughs> they were like you just shovel it or i have to take your plate <laughs> Fair. which was really quite uh. funny <laughs> yeah oh, oh man yeah having food and drinks on such short flights never works out oh boy <laughs> it was funny Fun. <laughs> anyway i think we should wrap it up there because it's
0: late i'm worried about keeping up the neighbors and it's half half midnight here and I've got Frisbee all weekend, which I shouldn't be moaning about because I'm off work, but um, yeah, we're going up to Birmingham for men's regionals. We're taking three teams, got to drive the minibuses up. It's going to be loads oh, of fun. Oh, nice. Um, Try not to die. But anyway, yes, um, we played two days of Frisbee, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And I thought we were thinking, well, what should we have for dinner on Saturday? So we booked a Toby Carvery. Oh, nice. Um, yes, that's so what you want after Frisbee. We've Exactly. I'm going to get the big plate. And then I suddenly realised you and everyone in the Frisbee team shares our love of mint sauce. Oh, yes. And mint sauce in gravy on a roast. Yes.
1: So good. Another
0: poll. I might run this one, but I think mint sauce can go on any meat. I don't Agreed. think you should only be safe for lamb. I yep. think it's a load of rubbish. You know how you're supposed to have certain sauces with certain meats. It's mm-hmm. like no, no mint sauce. Mint sauce is the one mm-hmm. true champion. Yep.
1: Indeed, it is indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's wrap that up there then.
0: Um, thanks for listening. This has been Show Focus, the super chill episode. Um, but yeah, if there is any, uh, if there is any podcast you want us to review, let us know because um, we've got a couple left in our our little list. But it'll be good to have. Um, Some more variety rather than the ones we're used to listening to. So do get get in contact. Um, I am at McIntyre JPEG on Instagram. And Ewan is?
1: I'm underscore Ewan McIntyre on Instagram and Twitter. So uh, go follow me over there. I'll be posting a lot about my sort of Toronto adventures. So uh, definitely go follow me over there. Um, So yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: We'll hopefully be back in a much shorter gap than last time. Um, But yeah, apart from that, thanks for listening. Um, See you later. See ya.